All right. What's up, everyone? It's Zach. And today I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here with Alan. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thanks, Zach. Yourself? Glad to hear it. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. And thanks for taking some time to talk today. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. You know, to see you guys doing your thing on social media. And um, I just like to be part of things and reach out and speak to new people. Perfect. Yeah, so happy to have you on. And, you know, for those of you who might not know Alan, he is a coach, actually, and he teaches professionals to lose weight and keep it off forever. And he does that in simple and um, effective and efficient ways. So definitely really cool um, to talk about that, you know, because I I definitely have the same passion for health and fitness, but um, definitely a really cool, passionate guy. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. But um, you know, Alan, that's kind of just like the basics about you. Do you mind talking a little bit about your background, who you are, what you're up to these days, all that good stuff? No, I don't mind at all. Yeah, I can I can give you that background. So I've had a, a real, I'm 37 years old now. So I've had a background in sport my whole life, actually. I used to be passionate about just taking part in sport right through uh, high school from a young age. And I liked helping people at the same time. So I got into coaching from a young age. Um, and then I decided that I want to be a I wanted to be a high school teacher um, from a young age. So um, I decided to go to university. Went to the Edinburgh University, which is in Scotland, and I, I studied um, education. So that that was in my early twenties. And at that stage, I was playing soccer. I was more football, as we call that in in Scotland. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I played that for a number of years, you know, a good 10, 15 years. I had a good level of fitness at that time, had a passion for fitness. I liked the whole camaraderie of it and being part of a team and all that stuff. But I always found that I was training really hard and it used to be sometimes, you know, annoy me that other people weren't quite pulling pulling their weight and training and things. And I couldn't couldn't get my head around it. Why wouldn't someone just want to want to give their give their all in training? So um years went by and I, I stopped playing uh, football I actually picked up a few injuries and things um had been teaching for a, a number of years in a high school um and I got into going to the gym like many people probably just through insecurities to begin with you know maybe lacking a bit of confidence in that thing wanted to look good on on the beach and probably for girls as well yeah. to be honest and then that <laughs> led me to snowballing snowballing I wanted to I'm always one for setting goals. So, um, you know, at that time, social media was kind of just kicking off. So I wanted to, started seeing images of these um, guys on the front cover of, of magazines and things. And I, want, I wanted to be that. So I was like, I had been going to the gym for a number of years by this stage. And I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set myself a goal to try and achieve that. And one thing led to another. Um, and I ended up actually competing in drug-free bodybuilding, trained for about 10 years before I decided I wanted to do that. I uh, got myself a coach. He accelerated my results. I had my coach for about five years. During that time, um, I, comp- I competed in men's physique at the time. Didn't realize that that was uh, an untested show in my naivety. And then um, I think I placed about seventh out of 14 in that. And then... That gave me the drive to, to find more kind of drug-free shows. So I found um, a federation, um, two federations actually in Britain that, that do that. Gives it more of a kind of level playing field. So 
mm-hmm. I decided to to give that shot. The following year, went entered the Scottish Championships and I won a title there. Um, so that led me to the British Championships. Learned that. So at all this time, I was learning all about nutrition, training, mindset, and all that stuff. So I spent a good five six years competing. Um, and all the time whilst working a professional job, you know, I was a teacher during this time as well. And as we speak, yeah. I've actually been teaching for, for 15 years now. So, so yeah, that's my, my background in, in a nutshell. Now I've uh, created uh, a business uh, service, an online service called Peak Professionals. So like, like you said in the introduction, I mostly teach professional people, but anyone really that wants to lose weight and keep it off forever. And really, that is about habit change and behavioral change. And that's really what teaching is about. It's about, you know, bringing someone's uh, personality to life and and bringing their, creating, you know, opportunities that they maybe didn't see before. So I linked together my kind of skills in teaching Mm -hmm. um, and created um, Peak Professionals a a few years ago. and, And I've never looked back since. I think that's really cool to kind of hear that you used your passion and skills from to combine that with coaching, because I think that like, you know, if you have the knowledge, you can coach, especially, you know, in, in health and fitness, but it's one thing to create like meal plans or, you know, workout plans, but it's another thing to like actually teach your client what to do, or like you said, to have those behavioral changes. So I think it's kind of unique to know that you're both a teacher and a coach because you have that experience of actually helping people learn things. It's not just thanks for, you know, signing up. Here's what you need to do. Go do it. Like you're, you're, you know how to help people actually get there as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, all the, all the information is there and uh, Mm -hmm. it's it's a commodity nowadays. So, um, it's how do you put that together? Cause I know a lot of people will feel kind of overwhelmed. They'll not know where to start in their journey. So, if you can put together some educational program, you know, do this first, do this next, do this, but apply the knowledge, then you're going to be able to experience it for yourself. You know, it's not just about giving meal plans out. It's about learning um, to live a healthy lifestyle. And, and how do you mm-hmm. do that? That comes with certain habits. So, yeah, my teaching background, you know, forming relationships, that's something that I really value is building relationships with people that's why i'm on this this podcast with yourself zach because i like forming relationships with people um and when you yeah when when you get that connection with someone um you know that's when you can really drive change and um it has to be that kind of personal approach and the one-to-one i know obviously in teaching one-to-one teaching you can really get a lot out of students um so you know uh, turning that to kind of online coaching I knew I could I knew I could help people so um yeah it's it's mostly about that behavioral habit change but we connect mm-hmm. to someone emotionally because I know that all our decisions are are based on emotions really you know you're trying to think yeah. rationally a lot of the time but most people are busy they're probably quite tired and maybe not feeling themselves properly but really that's driven on part or a big part by emotion so and I use that in my teaching daily. Um, and I use that, you know, a nice calm approach to uh, my teaching. And I use that in, in coaching as well. Definitely. I think that that's important. And 
you know, Alan, like you said, those connections are so important, building those connections with people, whether it's your students, whether it's your, you know, coaching clients or just, you know, you and I, you know, our, our connection and, and everything is super important. And I think that, you know, especially when it comes to any of those, you know, students, clients, whatever, everyone's a little different. So the way that you connect with, you know, one student might be different than the other, or the way that you coach one individual might be different than the other. And if you don't take the actually get to know that person you won't really be able to help them as as much because you don't know what specifically they need or what will work best for them absolutely and you mentioned the key word there needs because everyone's got needs and some needs are, are different than others so if you when you get to know someone um and you have that connection you understand their needs you can then create something that's differentiated for them and when you have differentiated learning, that's where results skyrocket. You know, that's if you make it bespoke for that individual, then, you know, their, their chances of success go way up. So you're absolutely right. And it does begin with what, what is someone's needs and how can, I, how can I make that differentiated for that person? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so unique and individual to everyone. And, you know, you kind of mentioned with your experience of um, competing in bodybuilding and stuff, and that's an awesome sport and an awesome, um, you know, goal to have. But, you know, the most people you talk to, they probably don't have that goal, right? Like, you know, yeah. maybe some do, but a lot might just want to kind of, like you said, maybe have a little more confidence, be able to lose a little, you know, maybe like five, 10 pounds. Not everyone necessarily wants to be you know single digit body fat stage ready yeah. but um you know it's, it's all about finding what they need and then how can you provide value to them based on what their needs are yeah absolutely right and it's a, a bodybuilding you know it's a very niche sport mm -hmm. um and it's you know it's uh there's not many people that would want to like you say get to that level of body fat or even put in the dedication it takes to grow the muscle so and um, right. for the vast majority of people, <clears throat> it is about, um, you know, creating something that's sustainable for yeah. their lifestyle. Um, and any fat loss should be a byproduct of living a healthy lifestyle. So, yeah, not everyone is. When people see my picture, I suppose, online and things about, you know, it's a bodybuilder and, you know, got abs and stuff. I'm very careful what I post online with that type of thing now because I don't want people thinking you know whilst I'm really proud of my results and everything that, that I achieved it's more about the person to me and it's more about reaching someone that's that I, that that can be relatable um, mm -hmm. and sometimes seeing these pictures it's it's unrealistic for you know pr in particular professional people um you know who who do have maybe families busy lives yeah. you know they're not they're certainly not looking to get you know, absolutely ripped, as, as we say. They're just looking right. to, to lose the weight, keep it off, and, and have a fun time doing it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've kind of talked about how everyone's different and everyone has different needs or goals or what they would want out of, you know, achieving that sustainable and, you know, healthy lifestyle. So I know you maybe you can't give too many details, but I guess just from like a very surface level, what do you think goes into having a healthy lifestyle? Because it, it goes way beyond just what we eat and how active yeah. we are, right? 
Absolutely. Um, I'm a big believer in put, putting meaning behind your choices. And your choices dictate your life. You know, every second you make a decision. So if you can make better decisions, um, not just for not just for training, but in general, your, your life's going to be better. So um, how do you make better decisions? And I believe that that is the ability to change your focus and add a new meaning to whatever you're choosing to focus on. Because we all get to choose what we focus on. Um, but in terms of practical things that you can, you can do, I always tell people to start with the basics because there's so many X's and O's out there that people are thinking, oh, how much uh, water should I drink? How much uh, you know, carbohydrates should I eat? Really just mm-hmm. start with, with the basics in terms of, and it comes down to nutrition um, is, is one of the pillars of health, nutrition and sleep are to me two of the fundamentals for living a healthy lifestyle and once you start um, developing habits in nutrition and sleep and putting a bit of meaning behind it um, that's where you can really start to move on to probably adding in more training or more well-being or more self-care but it's how do you put all that together and like I said previously I, I think that that's where a lot of people get a feeling of overwhelmed, so they just don't bother making a change. Um, so I do believe, you know, 90% of results come from nutrition. So if you can learn to manage that through behaviors, self-awareness, understanding what, why am I feeling like this around certain foods and, you know, not using restriction either, because I know a lot of people cut out, cut out the foods that they love, you know, and to mm-hmm. me, if you told me that I wasn't allowed to eat chocolate anymore, you know, I would end up <laughs> knee deep in cho- a bath of chocolate or something you know so yeah and um, including the foods that you love or you know in some sort of of calorie budget i suppose that frees your mind off emotionally around food and you actually develop a better relationship with food um, and that in my experience of coaching people when they apply that they start then going more towards healthier choices naturally and that's where people want to be. Because you, mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to your needs. You mentioned earlier on, when, when you understand what your needs and your wants are, you know, that, that's a really big part of self-awareness and a big part of making decisions. What are what do I actually need and what is it that I actually want? And chances are, you know, a lot of that is ruled around emotion. So, and, and I want chocolate, but, you know, I, I don't need it. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you completely. And, and, you know, you know, it's funny because hearing you talk about what you just shared, I think about like my own personal life and journey with my health and fitness. And I think that for me, like I have struggled with that, you know, just lack of self-awareness when it comes to eating and, you know, restricting and saying, oh, I'm not going to eat, you know, chocolate or anything. And then kind of like you said, like next thing I know, you know, I just had 20 chocolate bars in a night because I haven't had a single piece of chocolate in, you know, months. So I think it is having that awareness and really understanding the emotions behind it. And, you know, I think we're talking about this in terms of nutrition and how this can help with your overall health. But I think just kind of like you've mentioned, just having that control over your emotions and that self-awareness in general is is really going to help you in, in any aspect of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I say, you know, working a professional job, people like to think that they're thinking rationally a lot of the time. But if you're realistic about that, you know, 
like I say, people are, are busy. They're, they're probably sleep deprived or maybe not eating enough or certainly enough of the right types of foods or healthy foods. So um, that makes us more emotional. And we, we like to think we're thinking rationally, but really that emotion is there creeping up mm-hmm. and ready to pounce at any time. So, you know, if you can think more rationally, then you're going to make better decisions. But it's about nur- nurturing that emotion. Um, because I get tired, of course I do. I get tired all the time. Yep. You know, I, I, I get up at, you know, uh, half past five to go to the gym before I go to work. And, you know, I go into work, but I get that release of endorphins after going to the gym. I bounce about my work to begin with. And then, um, you know, sometimes in the afternoon I get tired. But um, it's how do you manage these moments that, that matter? Because everyone faces them, but not everyone has the kind of self-awareness to manage them effectively so that you can you can be your best self and you can give more to to other people so so yeah kind of kind of went off piece there a little bit but um i suppose it's around it goes back to the the emotions and and managing definitely. your emotions effectively yeah yeah it definitely does and you know alan i have to ask whether it's things that you've done or found in your personal life or just you know thoughts on it like do you have any advice to anyone who might be listening who does struggle with you know those having those rational thoughts or struggles with managing their emotions do you have any kind of advice or tips or things that work well for you yeah i mean those emotions are real so that's a positive thing whether they're whether they're positive or negative emotions they're or perceived as negative emotions you know anger fear all these are real emotions that just means you're alive and you're feeling you're able to feel so in those moments, you know, when you, you are maybe frustrated, angry, it's chances are it's a result of, of something, something not going right. Of course it is. Um, but when you leave that too long without taking action, that's when it can lead to, you know, other, other types of behaviours down mental health route and, um, you know, binge eating and, and other, other disorders, I suppose. So, um, but in terms of managing that, um, I personally, you know, when I get angry, some I'll have a list of things that I can do. So creating a self-care list is something that I have. I'm quite intuitive when it comes to nutrition. So I'm already on top of that. So chances are the reason that I'm, um, you know, frustrated is probably not due to my nutrition. Uh, it's usually due to tiredness or usually due to um, something behind the scenes. So I have a self-care list of things that's going to take my mind away from the moment or in, in order for me to be more present or not the moment, I suppose, take me away from whatever is frustrating me. So the first thing I do is I look at the thought. I look at the thought that's that's passing by because it's just a thought at the end of the day and all thoughts create emotion. So, you know, whatever the thought is that's going through my mind, I look at it and I think, oh, yeah, that's... That's great. That's that's a thought. And I just watch it go by. And then I bring myself back into the moment. And sometimes when I'm watching those thoughts, I can get consumed and go down a, a rabbit hole that lasts about a minute, two minutes, three minutes. And then before I know it, I'm like, well, I'm back in the moment. So watching the thoughts go by and then coming back present, maybe with feeling through my fingers, my toes, focusing on something in the room, something that's present, uh, that really helps me. Um, but in terms of my self-care list, uh, I play classical guitar. So 
Um, I'll have that on my list. I'll, you know, if I'm, uh, music is a is a great mood changer, um, and it's again under undervalued by a lot. I think it's you can really get things that suits your mood. So I go and play my guitar. It reminds me of when I was when I was a boy, and I, I play that of you know happier times, and can play different music on there. It might just be something accessible like reading a book or going for a walk or running a bath. Something that's accessible, you know, because I think that's that's quite important. That is accessible to people because in these moments, you know, when your mind is running away from you, if you don't have, if you've something that's, you know, like going to the gym can be great for, you know, um, letting off some steam, but that could take you an hour, two hours maybe by the time you get to the gym. So you want something that's really accessible that's going to enable you to manage the moment better. So if you have a list of things that you enjoy, and in those moments you think, oh, maybe I'm going to try that one. And hopefully that is more of a coping mechanism for the next time when that happens. I just have to say, everything you just said, I absolutely love. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's just super great stuff there. And I think that you know, something that I always try to do and, and challenge friends, family, peers, you know, is to, is to be present in the moment. And, you know, kind of like you're saying, the idea of a thought or like a negative thought, especially just to kind of like almost like step out of your body and watch it go by, like you said, just like watch it go past you and then get back to the present moment. And, yeah. you know, I think that that's, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to be present because we live in a fast world where, you know, life is going by quickly, whether you're in school or working or, you know, social media, things are really quick. And we kind of, with technology, we have that instant gratification kind of like, you know, lifestyle now. So it's, it's hard to be present. But I think if you yeah. can kind of slow down and enter that state, it just, it changes a lot of your perspective on yourself and life and it can really help your just like mental well-being um dramatically absolutely and you mentioned about changing your state there um because what you know when you eat you literally change your your chemistry you're changing your state when you eat and that can you can do that within a minute you know so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just it it takes time to practice that though and like you're saying um just like you train your muscles in the gym you have to train your mind as well in order to do that um and the more you do it the more it becomes an automatic way of thinking so eventually you 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 become you're not waste you're not spending maybe four or five minutes within that or maybe longer within those thoughts eventually you're able to cut that time down so it does become more of an automatic way of thinking but where people i suppose um, not go wrong, but they're maybe not aware that that takes time to practice that and to change mm-hmm. your to change your mental well being, to change your mental fitness and your emotional fitness takes as much work as it does for your physical fitness. And people think you know it's just it's just going to be a, a quick fix, like you say, because we live in this instant gratification with social media, and people want things really fast. Yeah. And that everything that's worthwhile getting takes time to invest the time and and apply the learning. You know, like I said before, all the all the information's out there for everyone to access, but unless you apply the knowledge that's out there, you don't get the benefits from it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
<clears throat> like you mentioned, there's a lot of information out there and that usually seems to be what overwhelms people the most. But I love how you compared kind of like, you know, the mental fitness to physical fitness, because I was exactly going to say that, or I was going to say the exact same thing with that. You know, you mentioned having that list of self-care to do. And, you know, I think that we all understand, you know, you eat, the way you eat impacts your, your health and your nutrition. And if you go to a gym or, you know, do home workout, whatever, play sports, you're working out your physical health, you know, you're getting stronger, um, bigger muscles. But we forget that, you know, the brain needs to be worked out just like your bicep does, right? Um, So it's all about having that awareness to do it. And I think another thing that, you know, is can be tricky for people is, you know, I can, I, I understand if I go to the gym, and I do a whole bunch of bicep curls, you know, that's, that should eventually, you know, help me grow strength in my biceps. But it's kind of like, well, what can I do? Or how do I actually practice and strengthen my mental state and my brain? And, you know, I think that that's something that um, I'm curious, like, is there anything that you have found helpful to help work that mental fitness out as well? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you've got things like yoga and things, meditation, mm-hmm. all, all of that stuff you can, you can use, but when, when you're in a gym, you, you can put a number on something. So then it becomes real, you know, you, you can physically, uh, see tangible results. You can look in the mirror and look cleaner. You can have bigger biceps. You can see your clothes getting looser on you. So all these things are physical change that you're seeing. Um, mm-hmm. but when it comes to something that's in your head or something that you're feeling, you're not actually seeing that. So putting a number on it, uh, I found really helps. So, you know, I'll say sometimes to my students jokingly, but I've actually got a bit of meaning behind it. So, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling on the awesome scale? Um, And some of them will say, you know, well, I'm a a five, Mr. Potter. Um, And then I'll say, right, great. So how can we get get you to a six? They'll sometimes give me an answer or they'll not know. Maybe it's just they just need time to wake up. Yeah. Um, and then when I go back to them, maybe they've done a bit of physical activity. Maybe they've engaged in some sort of su- success. <laughs> um, that number's went up. So I'll go back to them and I say, where are you at now? So that, and you know, when you put a number on something, I found that your emotions like that. And it goes back to the emotions again. Your emotions will appreciate the facts you know when you're nurturing that emotion you're like no i've actually went up to a six now well how, how am i going to get to a seven um so i suppose it is about putting a tangible result on your mental emotional or even social fitness i have never thought about that just like putting something tangible to even just you know how do i feel mentally today you know i feel like a five how do i get to a six like i've never thought about it like that but now I'm like, I need to start doing that because that, yeah. it just seems to make sense. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think maybe like, you know, I'm sure most people, you know, whether it's still currently in their life or when they're younger, played like a video game or a computer game at some point, it's like that, like leveling up. And that's kind of like, can be addicting in those games. I feel like it's the same principle. If you say like, you know, I'm at a five, I want to get to a six. So like, what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? Absolutely. And that, again, it comes back to that self-awareness. If you, if you have reasons why you're probably feeling like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you're more likely to be able to do something about it and get your level up. 
Um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you do just feel a bit down. You do just feel, you know, a zero to five, and that's okay as well. Um, as long as you're you're not there for too long, obviously. So I, I use affirmations a lot. I love affirmations. They don't always work, and and some people think you know it's a it's just a gimmicky thing. But I do believe that the the thoughts, the words that you continually say to yourself, that becomes really your way of thinking and then like i've said the way the words that you say in your continual way of thinking becomes how you feel so when you mm-hmm. start to to change that and combine that with you know sleep nutrition uh, an active lifestyle um, and you're not missing out socially and um, like i say like uh, relationships are, are key as well chances are if you're feeling down one of these is getting taxed and you're you know you're, you're taking maybe a bit too much from them so but yeah affirmations is, is another one that i like to use and it drives me to achieve goals and stuff as well i suppose different affirmations that i use yeah i like the idea of affirmations that's definitely something that i uh i feel like i benefit from and you know kind of related to that i i also just consider like positivity is it's not necessarily an affirmation but just having that positive mindset i feel like you know it's it, it really can change your outlook or like social media is so big and everyone is pretty much on it. And I always, I'm a big advocate for make sure your social media is positive. You know, you don't want to be following a whole bunch of negative, you know, companies or sources or individuals or, you know, anything that can bring down your, your mood or your positivity. So I think that that can be big. And even just like, you know, driving a car, you know, um, a lot of people drive regularly. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to get stopped by that train or I don't want to hit a red light. And, you know, it's, it's almost like you just think about that. Whereas I always say, like, just, you know, don't think about the negative. Just like think about, you know, this drive's going great. You know, I'm, I'm getting to where I need. I'm having all the green lights that I need, you know, just kind of changing the way that we look at things a little bit. Absolutely. And again, I mentioned that earlier on about changing your focus um, mm-hmm. and having a new meaning to something. Because um, so many people get, you can't see the woods for the trees, you know, because you're so ruled by fear a lot of the time. And driving, you know, for some people is a really scary experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, because people are maybe cutting you off on the roads and there's a bit, a bit of road rage. Um, but to me, that says more about the person in, in the opposite car. You know, for me, I'm in. I try to be in control of those emotions and let all of that, let that go. And I actually use the drive. Um, I drive, you know, 40, 45 minutes to uh, to my work, actually, and then 45 okay. minutes home. So that's a bit of dead time for me. So I want to use that as a either a relaxing time or a time to, to learn. So I maybe put on a podcast or maybe put on, obviously, some music. And again, that changes your state. And it takes your mm-hmm. focus away from something else. Obviously, I'm still focusing on the road, but um, right, yeah, of course, I'm not taking my attention away from there. I'm still focusing on the road, but um, I'm I'm kind of habit stacking, I suppose, is what I like to call that. You know, I'm doing a bit of learning because yeah. you're always learning, and then um, I'm getting I'm getting a good feeling whilst going to my work at the same time. So you mentioned about. Um, about Instagram and, and social media, because the, these are highlight reels. Everyone's putting their their best content up there. Of course, they are. People need to uh, to know that. But you know, if we start following negative um, negative pages or negative posts, yep. then that is absolutely going to impact on your your state and your emotional state. So, 
Um, th- this is why I'm just so so big on on managing emotions because it it's it features in every single part of your life. Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned about being positive and um, and how to how to be positive, and I, and I do believe a big part of that is the environment that you're in. Um, you're we're all a product of our environment, so you want to be around as much positivity as possible because in those moments where you are maybe down or you want something to, to bring you up and that can be um i have this this colleague i have this colleague at work i'll not say his name but if he listens to this podcast you'll <laughs> you'll know exactly you'll know that i'm talking about him so um this person genuinely when i think about his face just his face because he's, he's a really really funny person um it brings my my state up, and sometimes you know I'll be I'll be at home and I'll just think about this person about, and I put on also attach a wee bit of um, meaning to it. We, we've got a song together, you know. Us us, uh, <laughs> I may be going into too much detail here, but we have a we have a friendly <laughs> song together. So it's another one, you know. I think about his face. I put this music on. I'm like, you know, that that reminds me of him. But it it goes back to my point about a product of your environment. He's in my environment at work. So he's making it a more enjoyable place for me so I can get that well-being uh, there. And that's just one small example. Another example is, you know, if you're, if you're going to the gym or something, there's different types of gyms that you can go to. Um, and those gyms have got to suit your, suit your goals as well. I, I yeah. know when, obviously, when I was going back through, back to bodybuilding days, I was going to a different gym then than I am now because my goals are different. I wanted to be around people that were achieving more than what I was. I wanted to train with someone that was bigger, stronger, lifting more than me, because that's going to raise my game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same in, in all walks of life, you know, even business now. You want to be around people that are that are going to bring you up. And um, and if you are ahead of people, then you, you're in a privileged position to be able to, to help them and, and bring them up. So it's kind of like the pay it forward. Uh, situation I suppose definitely you know like you said we are 100% a product of our environment and having that environment is so important and you know I think that like I've, I've heard this expression you know or saying that you you never want to be the smartest or like most successful person in a room and I definitely you know can see that you know you want to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better but at the same point I think that like you just said if you maybe are ahead of other people that you're surrounded by that that is kind of just a privilege and you can pay it forward and and help those those individuals and i think that something that we forget at times is if we help others like in helping others that also helps us right because sure maybe we might be you know more successful quote unquote or you know our goals might be achieved you know before someone else that we're helping but we might also get another perspective from them or we might learn something that we've never considered or just it might shift our perspective a little on something. So, you know, you can definitely benefit from any environment that you're in. You just need to make sure it's a positive one and one that you can thrive in and one that fits where you're at and what your needs are. Uh, absolutely. Every single person that I coach, I, I learn from. And this is why I'm, I can't believe that I get to do this. Um, it's you know I, I speak to people regularly. I message people, and and they they teach me every experience they go through. They're helping me become a, a better teacher, a better person, a better coach. Um, and sometimes they don't even realise that, that they're doing that. So um, 
sometimes that starts with yourself, you know, as well. When, when you help yourself, you're actually able to help others more. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I do believe that what one of my beliefs is, is really reward and fulfilling to help other people, you know. So giving to other people is actually a better, you know, it's a, a better way to, to live, in your, live in your life. But how do you do that? You actually have to help yourself first so you can give more to other people. Yeah, definitely. You can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, you have to give to yourself and take care of yourself and help yourself and invest in yourself. You know, and that's not selfish. That's just so you can give more to others. And I think that when we have that mindset of like being able to give and the abundance of giving, our lives become more fulfilling. But also, I, I truly believe like the more that you put out there, the more that you also receive back. So, you know, it never hurts to give to others, whether it's you know, maybe financially if you can, or maybe it's just your time, maybe it's advice, maybe it's, you know, tips, whatever. Um, just giving what you can, I think is super important and you'll see great results from it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I suppose it's, we're talking about being maybe a, a role model for other people. And yeah. that's, again, that's how people learn. Uh, that's how children learn. They learn from adults and they learn from their environment. They learn from their parents. They learn from their teachers and they model behavior. So you can you know, be the best version of yourself without sounding too cliche. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to put that message across to someone else. And that's, we all need strong role models in our life. So that's the meaning that I'm talking about when it comes to health, fitness, and well-being, especially for, you know, busy professional uh, people, uh, parents, you know, when you look after your own well-being, your your children, your family, people around you, they start they start picking up on your behaviors, mm -hmm. and eventually they start to change their behaviors because it's in their environment and they've got yep. a strong role model there. So uh, that's why it, it's so key to kind of learn these healthy behaviors, and so you can other people can intuitively pick that up from you. Definitely. I agree with you completely there. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a good segue, Alan. Um, I, I have to ask, like, when it comes to your coaching right now, are you still like actively taking on clients to coach or are you like booked with clients right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite full with clients at the moment. I do have okay. some space as well. So we're speaking just now, but yeah, I'm always looking for new clients because some people are coming to the end of their time. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I'm actively looking for, for clients. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, you know, to anyone that's listening to this episode right now, um, if, you know, like Alan said, maybe you're a professional, that is maybe the niche, if you will, that Alan works with, but it really, it sounds like anyone could benefit from, uh, you know, having Alan as your coach. So if anyone is interested, um, what would be the best way for someone to get in contact with you or to check out? you know, what you have to offer as a coach. Yeah. So I've got a, a Facebook business page, Peak Professionals, and that's P-E-I-K. That's the, the values of, of me and my, my business, obviously. I, I forgot to mention that, actually. So Peak Professionals on Facebook, and I've got that on Instagram as well. And my Instagram is AJ Potsy, which <laughs> um, is actually private because of the because of, I'm a teacher, obviously, in high school, so I actually have to keep that private just now. And that's uh, that's the one where you'll, you'll if you message me on either of those, then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. 
Okay, perfect. And I will put those, I'll put all that information in the description of this episode. So um, if you're listening, if you didn't catch that, or if you just want to see it, you know, spelled out, written out, or just a link or whatever, go to the description and um, you'll be able to find Alan's content that way. And yeah, you know, if you, if you want him for your coach, then by all means, reach out to him. I think he's a great, terrific resource. But also if you just want to check out what he's doing or just, you know, uh, Alan does a great job posting a lot of good content about improving our health and just everything we talked about today. Even if you maybe aren't interested in coaching right now or in general, uh, definitely someone really good to connect with and a really positive person. And again, just putting someone good into your environment. So definitely check out Alan's content. Again, that'll be in the description of this episode. Um, but Alan, you know, as we were wrapping things up, do you have any last thoughts, words, message, or anything that you want to give to anyone listening? Um, not really. I just appreciate people that do listen to these podcasts because I've listened to so many different podcasts and I always learn something from it. So if anyone does, you know, learn something or maybe has some sort of value taken from it, I would love to hear that because I, I get a lot of fulfillment hearing other people progress. So, so yeah, that's what I would say to that, I suppose. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to echo that and challenge to anyone listening. Let Alan know what you learned from this episode or what has benefited you from it or what value you got out of it. Let me know. Um, let me know. And I will let Alan know if uh, that's yeah. easy for you, yeah. you know, just yeah. however, however this episode benefited you, if it did, and hopefully it did let us know. Cause um, you know, Alan gets fulfillment from it and I do as well. So that's, that's why this podcast exists to help people and to spread some, you know, positivity and just showcase individuals and, you know, just their mindset and passions and everything. So please let us know. Um, we would definitely love to hear it. And I will say to you, Alan, um, you have definitely helped me learn today and helped me grow. And I feel very fulfilled and inspired from our conversation. And I know a lot of the things that we talked about, I'm excited to implement in my own personal life. So I, I thank you very much for taking the time to talk today and for sharing everything that you have. Yeah, no problem at all, Zach. I really appreciate your time. Like I said, it's my privilege being on here. So thank you as well. Of course. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. You have a good day. Cheers, Zach. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.